0: Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to ariselife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I've been hearing testimonies from, if you've been a part of the burn nights that we've had three so far, um, it's interesting We were talking beforehand, and I was trying for words to describe what God is doing in that space. And the best way I can describe it is it's like a sauna. If you stay in a sauna long enough, it becomes uncomfortable. But the things that are deep inside you start coming out, right? And there is a camaraderie in that, and there is no passivity in the sauna, you know, you might start out passive. It's not a car wash. It's not i I'll just come here and let Jesus do his thing and I'll leave. Oh no, it requires something. But I've been watching as you all, as we all together have been rising up and I'm hearing the testimonies of the deep things God's been doing in hearts as we've allowed him to touch and to speak to things And even as Masha was giving the word this morning, when God speaks, it does not mean it's comfortable. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's why we have the comforter. And so one of the things I touched on last week was this word. You know, Hebrews 4.12 tells us that the word of God is what? Living and active can't be pegged down. It's moving and grooving. It can't be owned sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates, dividing between soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Why is that important? Who here The number one way that we discern reality is our feelings. Can we be honest? Three of us? Four of us? Right? Our feelings, right? That's literally how we make decisions day in and day out. Like when you ask somebody, what do you want? What are you going to have? You say, what are you feeling like today? You're making a decision about what food you want based upon how you feel. Who here, you decide whether you get up based upon how you feel. Nobody? You, hey, whether it's one snooze, three snoozes, or how many, right? There's something. We make decisions out of our feelings, but who knows that your feelings are not accurate? Tw- two of us, three, going, I'll wait for this. Well, I know everybody else's aren't, but mine are pretty accurate. <laughs> no? You know, we actually give ourselves, we believe our, our, we think we have a better read on our emotions than other people do, but we don't, do we? And the evidence is that you'll know a tree by its fruit, right? Anybody, uh, this great example of this story of reconciliation, I have discovered the, the joys of being where we are in a church is oftentimes we get to hear two sides of a story. Anybody ever seen friends get into it and you hear two sides of the story and you're fairly confident they weren't even in the same place at the same time because the stories could not be more different, but their feelings tell them what is a hundred percent true. Why do we need the word of God? Because our feelings can't be trusted. It divides between soul, my feelings and what the spirit is saying. And why that's really important is because God is calling us way beyond where our feelings will take us. I was thinking about the story of Abraham and Sarah. Sarah's name meant princess, (laughs) Disney's princess. She was just a princess. It was wonderful. And yet her life was anything but a fairy tale. When she's 65, 66 years of age, her husband decides to, I've heard God. Let's just go follow God. Where are we going? I have no clue. And wasted all, like she lost whatever stability in her life. Ladies, who are my ladies who like a little stability in your life? How do you think she was feeling at this moment? Her feelings were probably not real good. But then, then God says, oh, no, no, it's okay, Sarah. You're going to have a baby. She's in her 70s now. Ladies, I don't know about you, but I've known some ladies in their 70s. If God gave them a child, they'd send it back. I don't have it right now. I'm not going to be up all night with this child at my age. Right? But here, the promise, the thing she's cried out for her whole life, there is no evidence that what she desires, what he's promised, will ever come to pass. How much of her feelings do you think got involved in the word of the Lord? I'm going to go out on a, I'm going to say it's somewhere between 1% and zero, probably closer to zero. And yet, and yet the word of the Lord came to pass and he said, I change your name to mother of all nations. She wasn't. didn't feel any closer to the promise of God. And yet, here is the promise of God. How much do you think that hurt for God to call her mother of nations who had no children? How much did that hurt? How much did that make her feel like God was her enemy? Nobody? Anybody here, you have a word over your life that you don't want to think about anymore because it hurts too much? And yet, she who was childless became not just the mother of nations, but the mother of our Lord. That all of us will call Sarah blessed at the end of time. Because she said yes. Because out of her came the Messiah. Don't you think when she was pushing 88, do you think she thought her life was over? Why do you think Abram decided, why do you think she pushed Hagar on Abram? She lost hope. She settled for what was achievable rather than what was promised. If you and I will lean into the word of the Lord, I promise you it will hurt. It will go contrary to our feelings. Anybody here been in a fight with someone and you're very confident that they are the Antichrist? Like you've discerned it clearly? No? (laughs) Lord, this is for you. No. But there's this interesting thing, the word of the Lord. But what is the word? What is the word of the Lord? Oftentimes we say it's the scripture, right? I just, I was really fascinated. The Lord just kept burning this into my heart. Do you guys remember when Jesus is being tempted? The very first temptation. I I don't know about you. It makes sense. Didn't make a lot of sense. The first temptation of Jesus in the wilderness is what? Take these stones and turn them into bread, right? He's been fasting for 40 days. Okay. Who are my people? Have you fasted at all? What is the number one thing you think about the entire time you're fasting? <laughs> or at least for the first three days. It kind of breaks at three and then it comes back. and It's a mess. But it literally, yeah, when you're thinking, but at 40 days, your body begins to shut down. And your body, and I, and why, the, here's the thing. The Hebrews tells us that Jesus was tempted in any, every way just like us. And here's the deal. I got to tell you, it's not a temptation if you don't want it, don't believe it, don't think you've got to have it. Listen, there are some temptations that you're just stupid. I'm sorry. Do you know what I'm talking about? Anybody here, you're like, God, you don't even have to be hardly tempted. You're like, yeah, sure, why not? That's not a temptation. That's just us being stupid. But a real temptation is where you are, "Ah, if I don't get this, I die. And I, be, I submit to you, Jesus was in this place. If I don't get bread, I die. And what the devil was saying was, if you don't eat, you'll never be the Messiah anyway. Anybody been in that place? Doesn't really matter. Better to get the Hagar. Better to get this. Better to, Just let me get this level to get okay, to get okay. And yet he says this amazing word. He says, what does he say in response? Man does not live by what? Bread Bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And let me say this. This book by itself is, many people treat, treat, treat it like a magic book or a recipe book where you're trying to get principles out of it and try to live life. No, this is a love letter from your God. If you attempt to read this apart from God, it will bring more slavery. It will bring more condemnation. And Jesus tells us there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And he says, so the Lord has just said, go look at what he's quoting. Uh, Deuteronomy 8.3 is what he's quoting. Why, why, why do you think Jesus chose to quote a verse from scripture at this point in time? I submit because nothing else could be trusted. Anybody been in that place where you're like, I can't be trusted. I can't be trusted to speak for myself. I need a word from God. And I can't be trusted to hear a word from, in my heart. I need to remember one. This is why Psalms tells us, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Anybody here been convicted by a a, a scripture? Like you were about to do something stupid? And all of a sudden, a scripture came to mind? What does he say? He says, He, God, humbled you, the people of Israel, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Every word that comes. So so first of all, do you notice what he made them do first? What does it say he caused them to do what? Be hungry. Be hungry. To hunger. Who here, that's like, why do you hate me? Okay. Let me ask it a different way. When you are really hungry, are you happy? Are you filled with joy? Are you? No, when you're hungry, it feels like there's a problem. There feels like something's wrong. He caused them to hunger and then he met their need. What if the hunger we feel, the discomfort we feel is so that we will not lean to our own understanding, but we will allow him to feed us in that moment with the word, with what God wants to speak into that situation. The word of the Lord, the word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let me jump one place and then I'll come back where I'm coming. Last week I mentioned this. There's this fascinating thing where in Colossians 1, Paul dumbs down the entire word of God down to one phrase. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The point of the entire word of God, of God speaking to you, is that you might understand Christ in you, the hope of glory, that Christ might be formed in you, that you might know the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you, the very spirit of God. You have been made one with Christ. You, in him, you have everything you need for life and godliness. Now let me ask you a question. If you have everything you need for life and godliness, life and being like God in this life, Through knowing him, what do you lack? No good thing. You lack nothing, right? But I would submit every stupid thing we do is because we think we lack something. Right? Where did we learn that we lack something? (laughs) You're getting ahead of me. The garden. Remember Eve? You're not like God. Your feelings tell you that God's a liar. Your feelings tell you that you need this to be okay on Amazon. Your feelings says that what's in this refrigerator will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory. (laughs) Right? My feelings. And he says, I actually cause you to hunger. So you'll lean in and discover that I'm all you need. Let me read you a passage that as a young man gripped my heart. Listen to what the psalmist says. David actually. The chapter 19 of Psalms, he says, he talks about how all the world reveals his glory. And yet, he says, verse 7, the law, the teaching of the Lord, scripture, is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, more than pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern his own errors? Forgive me my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. See, on the the way to discovering the fullness of who he has made us to be, we constantly run up against situations. We run up. In fact, we are brought to situations, tests, to show, cause us to hunger so that we may choose God in those moments. So that we may choose God. That we may forgive. That we may honor. That we may sacrifice. That we may lay down our own understanding, right? And this, it's so important that I'm able to live by the word of the Lord. But notice, what kind of word did it say? What kind of word did he say we live from? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So many of you guys know this, but there's two words for word in Greek. Sorry, I'm writing in Greek. Never mind. There's logos and rhema. Rhema is the word that comes out of the voice of God, right? It's him speaking aloud. When God said, let there be light, what happened? Right? The word of God comes with the power of God to do the will of God. In fact, so if he says, when, when Peter said, if it's really you, Jesus, say, come, I will come. And what happens to Peter when he steps out on the water? When God says come, he provides the power to do the thing he said to do. Peter, I love this thing. Peter goes, he goes, Jesus says, let down your nets on the other side of the boat. And he goes, oh, he said, we worked all night fishing. But because you say so, we will. And what happens? They get the entire net full of fish, Right. Rhema power, the very dunamis power Masha was talking about. When God says this, the power of God comes. But anybody know? Like, um, if you have a solar-powered vehicle without a battery, what happens when clouds come? Eww. Right? Anybody been in a place where you can't hear God? Nobody, right? And the word, you remind yourself of the word you heard, but it doesn't feel powerful anymore, right? Doesn't feel true anymore. Maybe Sarah believed the word, right? When Abraham's like, this is real. This is us, we're going out. And she's like, yeah, I promised you a few hours on a bumpy camel and she was not feeling it anymore right? The rhema word. Listen, God, I need to hear your voice. And how often when the people cry out to God, they're like, we're going to die. What does he say? Fear not. I am with you. It's not what I want to hear. I want you to tell me something different. I want to no, know, I'm stay on target, stay on course, stay on target. And this is why the word of God, there's the other word Logos has two basic meanings. One is the written word. And one, and the other is the underlying nature of reality. Imagine um, if, if you were going to go to Chicago, drive to Chicago. I can give you a Rama word. Turn left. <laughs> What's wrong with that word? It's true. It is the... <laughs> when? Where? How? Who? Where? How many times, right? Turn left. I'm like, am I in Chicago? No. The rhema word of God is true in the moment that it's spoken. Anybody heard the rhema word somebody else received? And you could tell it meant something to them, but meant zero to you, right? The amazing thing that the word, the, the community of God has done throughout time is we have gathered together rhema words God has spoken into people's lives that reveal The underlying nature of reality, that is this. Rhema words, that through those rhema words, we can see part of who God is and who he is in his unchanging nature. God changes in how he deals with us, but he himself does not change. And so we come to this word and we go, God, I want to meet you in the words somebody wrote 2,500 years ago. Okay, let me, let me change this up a little bit. I'm losing you. Some of you are already lost. If you have lost somebody, grab onto them, hold on to them for your life. All right, let me ask you this. Let me ask, let's do this real quick. I want to see, put your hand on your chest. All right. How important do you think personally for you, how much do you feel is important? The word of God, just one to five, show me fingers. Nobody's looking at your thing. Okay. All right. Now here's my question. Now do it again with your hand. All right. From a scale of one to five, how many days this week did you read the Bible? Well, stay with me, stay with me okay so so there was some people were honest, three of you I won't tell you which ones, but I appreciate the honesty, but let me ask you this, let me ask you this: what makes reading the Bible hard well what what makes it hard to understand all of it <laughs> context, okay, context like uh. Like historical, yes. cultural, right. literal, literal. What literal and cultural. Okay, what else? What else makes it hard? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're reading King James, yeah, that's going to be hard. Uh, symbolic, symbolic language. So you're saying he's a lion. Uh, what, what was this? Time manager. Time manager. What do you mean by that? Forgetting uh time okay, time manager. Okay, what else makes it hard? My frame of mind. Yeah. how do you mean? Frame of mind. Yeah, about bring focus and prayer into it or about reading really, you oh, I'll get this done. Oh okay, just just checking a box. Gotcha. Staying still. Staying still. Ooh. Come on. How am I supposed to understand if I don't have Jesus with me like the disciples did? Come on. Come on. One say uh, familiarity uh, and uh, uncomfortable. It yeah, comfortable uh, cha- challenging. Yeah, it challenged my feelings. Uh, it can be scary. Distractions. Come on. done it there surely can't be anything new in it been there yeah. Supernatural is scary. yep can I just say I'm afraid I'm afraid of God I'm afraid of who I think he might be anybody else this is a good start. Who here has been, felt that you don't, you're not smart enough to read it and understand it? Come on. Come on. Uh, you know, one of the funny things is, um, do you know that most of the people, who, the Bible scholars in the world, actually don't believe the Bible? They're, they're, you know, they're like, they're the same as like, I'm an expert on Emily Dickinson poetry. But I would submit, the Bible is a fundamentally closed book if we do not come to it with Jesus. With this desperation that apart from you speaking, it will be dead to me. Apart from me, this, I will get overwhelmed. It's too much. One of the things that makes it hard is there are 66 books written... Over 15 to 16 centuries by 27 different authors, none of whom were women. (laughs) Anybody feel like it doesn't apply to your life? Nobody? Anybody you're going through something and you just don't feel like what's going to be in there is going to apply to your life? Blink twice. Okay, good. For real, right? I've got real problems. I, that's not my real problem. I'm, I'm not being, I'm not, I don't have a, 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 um, an emperor trying to kill me. I don't have this. Whatever it is. But what I want to say to you is this. The wonderful thing is God does not change. And you and I, we need an anchor in this world. We need an anchor that's going to hold us fast when our emotions are going left, right, and center. We need an anchor that will hold us when everything's going nuts. And that anchor is this word. Because in fact, anybody here thought you heard God? And proved it not to have been God? Yeah? One of the things is, I love this verse in in, uh, 1 John 3 says, If our hearts condemn us, there is one greater than our hearts. Right? I remember, anybody here felt condemnation? Jesus, Paul says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I need an anchor that will fix me when all my emotions are going south. When everything I feel is wrong. When everything—how am I going to hear Him? I need to the Word. But so here's let me let me do another one. All right, blink twice if you're a Bible roulette. <laughs> Jesus. You don't be careful. Lamentations is right in the middle. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, the crazy thing is God did. I, I, I literally, I think I've only really done Bible roulette one time, and it was in Lamentations. And praise God, he still managed to use it. Right? He still managed it because it said, Arise, go out in the night as the watches of night begin. Pour out your heart like water in the presence of the Lord. And it was nighttime, and I was going to, it was literally the only verse in Lamentations you want. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, though, is is you and I, we, uh, that verse I read to you, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. One of the things is you put away the word of God in your heart before you need it. Because when you need it, oftentimes it's too late. Any, do you know what I'm talking about? Because when you need it, you're like, ah, ah, ah. You can't, I can't hear God, I can't hear God. Nobody? I love the disciples. You, somebody said, I can't understand the scripture because I can't hear the, Jesus like the disciples did. you remember the disciples thought Jesus? Don't you even care about us? They had Jesus in the flesh and they still couldn't hear him. Right? Why? Because they believe their emotions more than what he had said. One of the things is, though, that we will not be able. God wants to combine the rhema and the logos, the written and the voice when we read the word. But we, you know what we have to do if we're going to be able to hear the word? Read it. it. (laughs) It's not complicated. We have to read it but we have to read it with ears open. Who are my people? You have a habit of reading. You can blink on this one. You have a habit of reading, but when you get done, you have no idea what you read. <laughs> check, check, check. No, that's like anybody here. You are, you're so uh, wasted in the morning when you go take your shower. Sometimes you get out and you're like, did I soap? <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> We will find out, right? It's the same thing is when I come to the word, it's not about the amount I read. It's about the fact that I'm going there to meet somebody. Meet someone. God, I want to meet you. I want to meet you. I'll promise you for me, when I come to the word, most times I have to overcome this barrier. I feel like I'm not going to meet him. He's not going to be there. I've read this before. It's all old news. But in fact when I come and I go god I need you I need to meet you So let me let me do this I'm going to do this for you Do you know what Bible roulette is better than nothing, nothing. <laughs> Yay okay okay come on come on come on Come on family celebrates progress So so we have the nothing level Yeah and nothing nothing, not good, not good. Nothing good comes from nothing. So the next level is Bible roulette. Okay. Do you know what the next level up from Bible roulette is? No. Okay. Who here has been slaughtered by reading the Bible through in a year? Yeah. And you like made it to like January 1st. And, uh, Okay. Bible roulette. I would say the next level up from that is simply reading something and keep reading something like you, like you're like, I'm going to read Mark. I'm going to read the book of Mark. And then I don't read for five days. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I'll read Mark chapter two. Yeah. I just have a, I have a, I have a bookmark and every time it's time to read, I pick it up and I read the same spot that I was just having a bookmark. Having a bookmark is already success. Guys, seriously. Seriously. Huh? Yeah, it does. Yeah, most of you actually have one, so you're already winners. But actually using that bookmark and putting it somewhere. So, well, what book should I start with? Well, you can do two things here. You could either go, God, what book do you want me to start? And if he says Leviticus, that's the devil. Um, (laughs) Okay. For a starter book, boys and girls, you know, somebody's like, I, "I sacrificed a goat this week." No, no, get, move to the New Testament, right? A great place, but you can ask. A great place to start is the Book of John or the Book of Mark. Those are great places to mark. They're, they tell the story of Jesus. Another one that's amazing. I love anybody. If you are an emo, if you have a problem with your emotions telling you what to do, I would submit live in Psalms for a while. I love Psalms. You know why? Because David so often starts out even worse off than me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Everybody hates me. Everybody's trying to kill me, right? (laughs) I wanna die. Right? But I love this. Somebody said this, I heard is I read I start when I am struggling, I start reading through Psalms till I find a psalm that speaks to where I am. Because you know what David does so well is almost always by the end he's back going. Okay, God, we're back on track. I'm back, Come back, Come back. I got it. I was crazy, but I'm okay. My feelings said this, but you are still true. I need, isn't that great that you're not the only crazy one? Isn't that wonderful news? So the thing, that's another reason this word is so great because unlike any other religious book in the world, there are no perfect people apart from Jesus in this book. I mean, if David, the great one is, well, David, you know, <laughs> right? Man, okay. So up next level is bookmark. Wow. Do you know what the next level past bookmark is? Bookmark. Two bookmarks. <laughs> I told you, we're the kindergarten church. So there's two halves of the Bible, Put one in the new Testament somewhere and one in the old Testament. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 get different colored. Yeah, black, right, right. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll tell you what, when I first got saved, because I was a young man and I had a limited amount of time, do you know what? I had five bookmarks. I was a real go getter. I read one from the books up to Psalms, like Genesis through the historical books. I had one in Psalms. I had one in Proverbs. I had one in the actually I had six. I had one in the 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 prophets and then I had one in the gospels and then I had one in the in the in the epistles. But here's the thing by reading through you begin to see the bigger picture of scripture. You begin to see that. And so but here's the deal it's not what what should you do if you've been if you haven't if you if you have a bookmark and you haven't read in seven days what should you do? Beat yourself. Move your bookmark. bookmark. (laughs) Right? No, no. How much condemnation is there for those who are in Christ Jesus? See, condemnation keeps you from actually doing what? The thing is, is the minute you realize you've missed it, start reading again. The minute you realize, don't judge yourself. And don't do this. Can I tell you this? Don't tell everybody what you're going to do. Because that just brings shame. I'm going to do read through the Bible in a year, right? Right? And how many times you're like, don't ask me about it. Don't ask. Right? But in this moment, if I'll sit there and say, okay, God, I'm reading this. I'll tell you, can I give you another one? This is fun. This is fun. If you're feeling really dangerous and you've got a good friend who won't beat you up and won't shame you. Buddies. Buddy Bible. The buddy Bible. You know what you can do with the buddy Bible? I want to read Mark. You want to read Mark? I want to read Mark. Okay. Well, let's read Mark one and don't move on till you both have read that chapter, right? And then talk about it. Share with each other. This is what I felt like God was saying. This is what was being highlighted to me. Buddy Bible. Who are my social people? Well, I'm really worried that everybody's like, I'm antisocial. <laughs> no, if you, listen, every single one of us were motivated in different ways. Let me, let me do this, another one. Okay, my teacher people, what are the different modalities for teaching? Auditory, Auditory that's listening, right? Visual, Visual. kinesthetic, kinesthetic. Okay, listening, hearing. So guess what? For some of you, you can listen to the Bible on tape. Or not on tape. I just put it up against my ear. No, you can listen to the audio Bible, right? I can't listen to the audio Bible. You know what happens when I listen to the audio Bible? I hear nothing. Like I'm like, I want to meditate on it. And then I'm like, wow, he has a nice voice. I just get too easily distracted. I can't do it. But you know what I can do is what I do is I read the Bible aloud to listen to it for myself. I read it aloud. I'm like, huh. And then if it doesn't make sense, guess what? I go back and I read it again aloud. Right? I listen. A visual, you know what I'll do? And this goes with kinesthetic. I will write out the scripture. I'll write it out. I'll write it out. Another thing, can I say, another thing is, I will memorize it. Now, here's the deal. Hey, who here has tried to memorize scripture and failed miserably? Sweet, you're my people. Okay, let me tell you a secret right off the bat. Do you know what it takes to memorize scripture? Emotion. You can only memorize well what you have an emotional connection with. So read until you hear a word from God and then grab it. Chew on it. Swallow it. Do it. I'll tell you another thing I've done for some musical types. I write songs. Who hears scripture songs have been super helpful? Yeah? Right? For me, one of the big ones, like one of the reasons why the the verse, um, His Divine Power, because I heard a song by a group called Glad years ago. His divine power has given us everything, everything we need for life. And Godliness. But when you learn a song, then listen, look up if there's a song version of the verse you love. It's amazing because it will get in your heart. It will get in your heart. It will grab hold of you. And those verses are so essential because they're get-out-of-jail-free cards when you're dumb. You need those verses in your heart in the middle of the night, right? When all you can hear is, in the middle of the night, you need another different song, right? Right? You know, and that's why another song that I learned was for there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Right. If you learn these things, it's so incredible. I wrote for me, I was so gripped by Romans five and I didn't understand it. Anybody write a scripture and you're like, I'm gripped by this, but I don't understand it. One of the those are like all day suckers. You just grab onto it and just keep, I, the first time I read, there is therefore now no condemnation. I was like, that means something. I have no idea what it means because all my life is condemnation. So I stayed on that verse. I meditated on I read it through probably 27 times in a row. I remember where I was standing. I was standing on the patio of my parents' house. I know exactly where I was. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. But I choose to believe that you got to prove true and every other man a liar. I'm choosing to believe this. I'm grabbing onto this word, and I'm choosing. So, listening, visual, kinesthetic. You know, one of the things I'll do is I'll literally walk a verse. Stay with me, Masha. Is this explaining everything to Masha. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, I didn't thought about that one. Sorry. So I'll, I'll 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 do a step with every every word. Having been justified, yes, with Christ, I have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom, and then I'm like, I don't understand what I'm saying. So I'll go back and I'll start again. I used to do this in a swimming pool. Masha can speak to this. When Danya was a toddler, I put her in a floaty and she could follow me. And I sink to the bottom of the pool. And I crawl across the bottom of the pool <laughs> meditating on scripture. Yes, I look like a weirdo. Same thing though. I would, I'll do that. I'll, I have a hard time focusing. Who are my people? You have a hard time focusing. Guess what? You know what I have to do to study the Bible well? I get on a treadmill. I get on a treadmill because it keeps my body active so my mind can slow down. And I am... and Now, the problem is when you're doing this at the Y and you get blasted by Scripture... And you get seriously hammered. This is why Masha doesn't go to the Y with me. Because I will get like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. And I'll just be like, I'm getting hammered by the gospel. I'm like, that's incredible. But I know myself. I'm too easily distracted. So I distract my body by actually walking or I actually running. I'll literally, you'll see me going around my neighborhood going like this. Why? Because I need the word his word is true bread. This is what we feed ourselves on because, and listen, as we feed upon his word, the word he is speaking in, as we bury it in our hearts, it is what will happen. That is the plumb line for reality. When all of our emotions are going to and fro, that is the difference between actually getting off course Because if you've been given a word of God, everything in your environment will war against it. Jesus. Jesus had a pretty good word over his life, didn't he? Jesus, son of God. Now I have a question. Who in his family believed in that word? His mom did up to the point she didn't when she wanted to put him in the insane asylum. (laughs) Right? Because even though she believed the word, she didn't believe it as God said. She believed it as she understood. Right? Every single one of us, we will have words over our life, and there are times when the people standing next to us will lose their ever-loving minds and want to put us in an insane asylum. And we have got to be rooted in what he says about me, not... Man, I promise you, you remember that moment? Jesus is standing there. And, and his, his cousin John baptized him. And the Holy Spirit comes down and he said, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased with. Jesus had done no miracles. He'd done nothing. And yet he's standing there. I promise you, he remembered that word over and over again. Especially when people rejected him. When people slandered him. Because you and I, if we're to follow him, he will take us exactly contrary to our emotions. And so what I want to say right now is, where are you at? Are you at a nothing? Welcome aboard. It's okay. There's no shame. There's no condemnation. Maybe you're ready for Bible roulette. Yeah? God, show me, speak to me today. Right? But if you're like, I want more than that, guess what? Grab you a bookmark. And maybe a Bible buddy. Grab you two bookmarks if you're already a bookmarker, right, right? Here, I want to submit this, though, is listening to sermons is not a substitution for reading the Bible yourself, any more than you telling me what Masha said is a substitution for my marriage, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, people can say, hey, Masha wants to talk to you, and I will go find her, but, I, but if you're giving me all the messages from Masha, we have a problem, Right? There is only one meteor, and it's Jesus. He said, I'm the way to the Father. And so you have got to grab hold of this for yourself because this is the difference between being blown to and fro by every wind. But um, the final thing is, ask God to show you how you study best. Don't try to mimic somebody else. You do you. And listen, if you read one verse, and can't move on to for, to another one for 3 weeks and you stay stuck on that and can't move on guess what awesome you're hearing god you're encountering god it's not a race to see who can get to malachi first it's not that it's not achievement it's consistency is what we're after I am come to meet with you today, God. I want to hear from you. I want to know you. And when we come to the word, God, I want to meet you today. Show me yourself. Show me your glory. Final piece. There are no deep, hidden secrets in the Bible. Stay with me. Because Paul said all the secrets and mysteries have been revealed in what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Why am I saying that? Are there hidden things? Yes. But when Danya turned 12, I did a... uh, This is my shiny moment as a father, so don't get any crazy ideas that I'm awesome. But I I had this... I really cried out to Jesus. I was like, how do I make this special? And the idea was, it was a 12-hour scavenger hunt. Every hour, there was a different... For 12 hours, there was a different clue that led to a gift, right? And had something... so. I hid these things, f- not from her, but for her, right? I didn't make them super complicated. If she was struggling with, some, with a clue, what did I do? I gave her a hint. But there are every single generation comes up with these hyper secret, you got to know the Hebrew, you got to know the Greek, you got to this, or that, or you can't really understand what's really going on, or the Bible code. Oh my gosh. Guys, the way every that comes out every 10 years. The Bible code people came up with in the 1500s, a bunch of rabbis totally messed up, totally stupid, doesn't make any sense. My father is a is a Hebrew scholar. He's tried it in every version of the Hebrew book. It doesn't work. So please don't believe those secrets, okay? Don't believe anything that says you can't encounter God or hear or understand unless you have the secrets. If you're reading the scripture, you don't understand something and say, God, what must I do to understand? He might lead you to know the cultural environment, but not necessarily. Generations have not have thought that, 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 that Jesus's time, they wore doublets and looked like middle ages people. They didn't know anything about the cultural environment and yet they were able to encounter God. The cultural stuff's helpful, but don't stumble over all that to keep you from coming to his word and encountering him, believing that he, he said he who comes to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those that seek him. His reward for those who seek him is what? That they can find him. Whew. All right. Well, thank you guys. Well, if we could have the worship team come up. stand. Father, I ask right now that wherever we're at with scripture, please help us to not be distracted. Help us not to be condemned. Help us to stand with hope and courage that we can encounter you. Give us a hunger to know you, to be, to be held fast by your word to be fixed, that if our emotions have been pulling us to and fro, that we will dive into your word and find in it the plumb line we need for living. Amen. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.